Welcome to the third episode of Who Runs the Field Girls. This week I'm going to be talking about a couple of controversial topics that I found when researching women's rugby in New Zealand. These topics are about what is happening with women's rugby in the media right now and or potentially what could happen with women's rugby in the future. I'm also going to be playing a clip of some of the Black Ferns after their last test against the Wallaroos at Eden Park Stadium and what they thought of the game and a little bit about their team. And then I'm going to talk about Portia Woodman and what she has done for women's rugby in New Zealand, uh, Sevens, her career and her as a person and what she has achieved over that time. Last week I was lucky enough to get an interview with Ruhia Tamati, a family friend of mine that plays touch and has just represented New Zealand and the Touch Youth World Cup. A couple of the things that she said really got me thinking. One of them was of how Touch New Zealand don't pay for any of their players' fees or travel to go over to national tournaments or international tournaments. They don't pay anything. Rue had to pay $4,380 to fly to Kuala Lumpur and stay over there for a week and play touch for her country. Personally, I don't think it's fair that Touch New Zealand select these talented men and women to represent New Zealand in a Youth World Cup but not want to subsidise any part of their fees um, that they have to pay. It's a lot of money and some some of these families and some of these men and women may not be able to afford to go and play touch for their country, even though it's an amazing opportunity, they might not be able to afford that. So they would have had to be fundraising non-stop, working if they had to, maybe even two jobs to get the fees paid for. TouchNZ is a well-run organisation within the sporting arena of New Zealand. Um, they provide access to national tournaments, coaching and refereeing pathways. They oversee the running of national tournaments in New Zealand. They select teams for international tournaments. But they also govern with the trusts, sponsors and other federations in New Zealand, which is why I feel they would have a lot of money to help support uh, their elite athletes in subsidising some of their fees. A fee to play a touch competition in New Zealand is $350. So it doesn't matter how many competitions you play in New Zealand, it'll cost you $350. So whether you play five tournaments to one tournament, it's $350 each time you enter. To play in a national tournament at the Junior Nationals, the fee for the team is $1,200. To go to a Youth Open or Masters tournament, the fee is $1,800 per team and the secondary school's fees is $900 per team. Obviously that will get split between the amount of people in the team to how much you pay, but on top of that you also have to pay accommodation, travel, food, potential injuries, stuff like that, which I feel is I know that money goes towards Touch New Zealand to run these amazing events and put them all on and everybody in New Zealand can watch the potential talent that we have. But I feel in some way they should be helping our children, our younger generations, to get where they want to go if they see potential in them. Another controversial topic that I found while researching the media was that there was a discussion started about suggesting that women should play with a smaller ball to ramp up their excitement levels in the rugby game. CEO of New South Wales Rugby Australia, Andrew Hoare, was the one who suggested women should play with a smaller ball. I personally don't think that's fair as women have been playing with the same size rugby ball as men at an elite national and international level since rugby was first founded. Yes, men's rugby is faster and harder 
than the women's rugby, but women still play a really good game of rugby with the same size ball that the men do. World Rugby Women's Hall of Famer Anna Richards has said, any talk about women's rugby in the media is good for the game, and said she is not opposed to changing the ball size if it means improvement. But Andrew Hall needs to have statistics and reasoning on why a smaller size ball is going to be beneficial or more beneficial for women's rugby than it is now compared to men's. In my own opinion, I feel as though the women's kicking game is weaker than their passing game. They have really good passing skills, just like the men do, but they don't have the same kicking skills as the men do. And having a smaller ball, I feel as though it's not going to improve the game at all. I feel like it's just going to stay the same, if not go backwards from the position they're in right now. No, I don't feel they should change the ball size for women's rugby unless there is some certain proof that it will improve the game of women's rugby. Up now, I have a small snippet of a post-match interview from the Black Ferns vs Wallaroos game at Eden Park. And the Black Ferns that are talking in this interview are Aroha Savage, Renee Wycliffe, Eloise Blackwell and Chelsea Allen. We are here with Aroha Savage. It is her 30th game today for the Black Ferns. How do you feel? I'm so tired now, but I'm glad it's over. Um, had a mean game. I was really excited at the start and I am so tired now. How was it um, leading the haka for your 30th cap? Oh, it's pretty emotional. Even the, um, in the anthem, I got pretty teary-eyed. But it was so cool to lead the haka with you. <laughs> Just having my family here and um, obviously my daughter, it's a special moment and we don't really get this opportunity, but it's really nice. <laughs> the amount of people we had in the stadium uh, when we were singing the anthem, you could see the crowd slowly filling up, um, not just on the one side, it was all around and you could hear the, the cheers and the support. So um, it's really awesome to have the support of our, um, our home city, Auckland, and um, I know that a lot the crowd was full of a lot of our families and that's what's um, most special to us is that we can play in front of our family. Oh, there's so many different things I love. The girls is just awesome. We have we have such a family vibe, and like I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, just love all the girls on the team. The culture we have, um, the way the way we pay tribute to those gone before us, um, who wore the jersey before us, and and the ones for the future. Um, everyone trying to pave the way. It's just special, and yeah, all the girls work so hard for each other. Every time we come together as a group as the Black Ferns, um, it's different. You know, um, the culture again is is I think a testament to our success is how tight we are off the field and um, the more time we get together playing together the tighter we're going to be and the, um, the more unstoppable we're going to be. Watching that interview I feel is one of the biggest highlights for the Black Ferns and for a progressing path in women's rugby is that the women were able to play right before the All Blacks played at Eden Park Stadium. So as they were playing and their game was wrapping up and getting closer to the All Blacks starting, the stadium was filling up and was there to support the women's rugby. I think that is so awesome. I think it's one of the biggest steps in the right direction to getting more girls to join women's rugby and find a pathway to the Black Ferns or to the women's rugby sevens teams and get the spotlight that they deserve for all their success and hard work on the big stages like Eden Park right before the All Blacks versus Australia Games. Successful not only on the world stage in front of your country wearing the black jersey, you also have to be successful off the field. And Portia Woodman, I feel, is the perfect example for young girls wanting to get into rugby. She is hardworking, she is determined, she knows what she wants and she goes for it, but she's also uh, a really good influencer for women in New Zealand sport. 
Portia Woodman in 2017 was nominated for the most influential rugby player in the world. This was men and women combined and Portia Woodman won that prize um, coming up against Bowden Barrett and Kieran Reid for the likes of the All Blacks. She is helping grow the profile of the sport and bringing more women into the game of rugby. She is able to use her platform in an influential way to talk about her passion for rugby and how to get into the pathway of rugby and how she got into the pathway of rugby for young girls that want to do the same as her, that look up to her, that want to find out how she got to be on the world stage and represent her country and be the most influential player in the world. I think that in terms of progressing women's rugby in New Zealand, I think the best thing that they're doing is getting the players to give back to the sport that they love, that they're willing to travel to schools and have an afternoon with them, teach them about rugby and talk to them about their stories and how they got there, how they got to the world stage and what it's like for them and their families as they did reach that black jersey. I think that Portia Woodman is someone that every young rugby girl should look up to. She is an amazing player and she is so hardworking and she gives back to her community. She said she never had a woman rugby player to look up to. She looked up to Jonah Lomu because the Black Ferns weren't around back in those days. They were not as recognised as they are now. So having, for young girls now in this generation, having someone to look up to like Portia Woodman is so amazing for women's sport and the direction that women's sport is going in. It's going to be one of the most popular sports in New Zealand in schools for young girls to play if it keeps going on the direction that it is going. Thanks for listening to Who Runs the Field Girls episode 3. I would just like to credit allblacks.com forward slash blackferns for the interview post-match Wallaroos Blackferns game at Eden Park and also to stuff.co.nz for the article on Portia Woodman. And don't forget to tune in next week for my very last episode of my podcast series Who Runs the Field Girls and don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram and Snapchat.